Um, I'm going to go live now. Hey, this is Bill Gross, Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. And Eastern is very important today because we have today a very special guest. I was talking yesterday to my coach, Chad Corbett, and he mentioned that he was being interviewed by a big probate attorney in Florida. I said, well, there's only one. He's on my show tomorrow night, and that's Al Nicoletti. Now, I don't know if you saw the YouTube last night with Chad and Al. It was fire. It was pure fire. You should see it. Even though I hate to see it not watching my YouTubes, uh, definitely check out Al and Chad. They did a great job. Uh, I think we're a little more on, on investment. But uh, so this is Bill Gross, Probate Weekly, every Thursday for investors, wholesalers, real estate agents, vendors, attorneys. We talk all things probate real estate to try to help you be a better practitioner. My vision of this is that we should be getting better at it weekly. I'm not selling coaching, though I have a link for coaching program we'll talk about um, that I recommend. But I'm not selling anything. I'm here to sell you and help me build our business together by being better practitioners and more professional, sharing ideas, leads, and such. So there's a couple ways you can participate. We stream this live on YouTube. We stream it live onto Facebook. But if you want to come on the Zoom call and participate, we'd love to have you. The more you participate, the more money you make. So take off the mute and ask a question when it's appropriate. Raise your hand. Put in, uh, something in the chat box. If you're watching us live on YouTube or Facebook or even on the stream, put a question there and we'll do our best to get an answer back on that. A couple quick housekeeping items. I have a Facebook group. We're going to try to move the offline discussion on Facebook to Probate Experts. It's a group in uh, Facebook, Probate Experts. And I'll put the link in the notes. So if you want to just click on that and sign up. We have 233 members and counting. And the ideas are the post-probate related content, but questions. And I get regularly their questions, and that way we can answer the same ones over and over again. Also, if you're watching this, uh, our YouTube stream is Bill Gross EXP, at Bill Gross EXP. So love to have you there. Like and, uh, like and subscribe if you want to see more of that kind of content. Another thing I want to share with you is that for real estate agents in particular, if you're interested in some coaching, my first real estate coach was Don Hobbs, past president of Success Magazine. And he has a program called Gateway to Mastery. It's free if you join their Facebook group. It's a, I know Patricia's in the call. She was in it. Um, it's a 13-week program. They're recording it because they're trying to create a product with it. But it's free. If you go into the Facebook group, there's a free link to the Gateway to Mastery. As a member of that Facebook group, you can get in free. Uh, it's a couple hours. It's homework. World-class coaches. So if you're real estate agent, you should check that out as well as an opportunity to improve your business. Okay. Enough up front. Like I said, I don't know what else to say about the guy. I remember I talked to him the first time we had him on a couple years ago, a year, year and a half ago. And we talked on the phone. He said to me, well, what should I say? And I said, Al, I can tell already. I'm just going to wind you up and let you go, and you're going to go. So let me uh, introduce to our probate weekly group um, a guy who's become a friend of mine, one of the top probate attorneys in the state of Florida, and a real educator uh, for real estate agents and investors on the subject of probate and in Florida as well, Al Nicoletti. So hey, Al, how are you doing? Bill, thank you so much for having me on. I mean, how are you doing? It's been a while since I saw you on the Zoom and everything, like a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, it has been a while. You know, it's been crazy. I think I, think I, I had you like in the beginning when I started doing this with interviewing attorneys and, and interviewing people. And it's been a wild run, man. I mean, the last two years of my career have been the best of my career ever by a mile in terms of volume and in terms of quality. And, and uh, I know it's been hard for people and I, and I try to be sensitive to that, but it's been a wild ride. And then building the show has been great. I've also watched you. You're ahead of me, man. You're ahead of me as subscribers and viewers. So I'm, I'm taking copious notes when I watch you. 
<laughs> thank you thank you though it, it's a work in progress i can't i can't say that it's been easy and it's been uh frustrating and trying to get through different things and yeah. uh trying to work out the cameras and 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 the switchboards but um you know always thinking and developing and that's always something you should do in your business is whether it's probate or trying to run a podcast or a studio is always mold and change just like the opener yesterday i don't know if you caught that it was a brand new opener oh now bill gross is going to go back and watch the owl show again i, I think from I came the beginning on, i think i came in live <laughs> i wanted to be on the live part rather than uh, from the beginning i missed it by two or three minutes okay I'll yeah look at that. we're we're personalizing everything about it right making things wow. differently uh when it comes to the show so i mean you know there's always something happening and we're trying to change it we're in season three right now but now you, you see all the guests that i'm having on the show now i had to get a second shelf i had to get a whole second shelf there it's empty right now but we're building nice. it out so nice. it's going to be really good so when you say uh, the shelf, those are people you had on to have a book or have some sort of a mentor related pro uh, profit first. Love that book. Yeah, we could just take a tour of your shelf. Forget your knowledge about probate. <laughs> just show me your shelf, man. Let's go through that. <laughs> all right. So probate no, is kidding. we're just moving title. That's all we're doing. So, you know, but um, th this is just everybody that's been on the hive mind. They're in they're in um, San Antonio. I've had uh, Whitney Ritchie. She does insurance here in Jacksonville. And then John Alexander, the land mogul. I mean, John, yeah. John, John's got, he was on the show, the cash on the free book. If you're on last night, you had 10 free books, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, signed memorabilia. I don't even know where they were. The signed memorabilia right there. Forget the Babe Ruth baseball card. If you have a signed <laughs> book by the land mogul. Yeah. Yeah. So it's working. Everything's working. So two things that I would say are unique about you, and we'll get into probate a bit, but two things are unique about you is one is you don't sound like the typical attorney I talk to your energy, your smile. Just overall, do you notice that being different? And what do you attribute that to? Or is that something you've developed? Or is that just your nature? Like, what's that all about? That's just who I am. Um, it's 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 something that I've been able to figure out on what has worked for me on the law firm side of things and where my where my talents are, where my focus should be. I shouldn't be behind the desk, you know, doing all the paperwork. I need to be out doing more of the the front man stuff, the showman stuff, and just really, you know, finding finding my mold in the law firm. So a lot of that background, I, I think is just, you know, personality. Um, and you see the violin up there, uh, my ability to just really be in front of people with no uh, no fear, no nerves. Um, you know, of, of course, when I first started speaking at things there, there was, there's always nerves, right? You're always going to have those nerves, but, um, you know, I've, I've just developed a, a way of just constantly being in front of people. Just again, just like anybody with their business, the more you do it, the more, the, the better you get, the more, uh, the different things you see, the different experiences you get, um, and the way you answer questions, you, you know, you know, you interact, and so it's no different than uh, doing what I'm doing and and being being a different out of the box thinking type of lawyer, right, Bill? It's always think outside the box. What are people looking for? What do people want? Um, what are investors seeing? Um, you know, there's always there's all these things in books. Like I was thinking about that the other day when I'm thinking, you know, I got to find it, my next video. What's what's my next walk and talk on the golf course? What's what's my next thing on the beach? You know, and and what it what I realized it is is it's frequently asked questions from you all. 
right? Like that's what you want to know. What's in a video and knowledge is great. I mean, anybody can do that, but it's the practical side of our business that matters when it comes to our educational content. So that's the out of the box thinking, thinking about what's in the lens of Bill Gross, you know, what's in the lens of the top investors, the big investors or students just starting out right uh, whether it is what is probate or how do you solve a really wacky situation let's talk about it so i'm going to start doing that new session called hot topic frequently asked question i'm going to have the logo it's going to be like the zapper that comes in and then hot, hot you know <laughs> i got the whole thing in my head of what it's going to be but um you know anything we can do to answer questions on that stuff that's the big thing that's just al being al everybody so good second thing i want to say is and, and to your point about you know, improving and working it reminds me of Rosanna, Rosanna Dana, if you're old enough to remember that from Saturday Night Live, one of the original, uh, uh, original comedians in the show was, it's always something, right? In, in, in marketing and business, it's always something that you have to work on and improve, and it's a never ending, it's a process, not a destination. I see that with your show. The second thing about you that I find really unique is that the, the energy that you do, uh, I know that in big firms, there's like the senior partners and they spend all the time making it rain, and then almost all the rest are primarily practitioners who almost abhor doing any marketing. Maybe they'll speak at appropriate legal events, right? And you are obviously very painfully aware of marketing, positioning yourself, the style, not just getting out there, which is one thing, but the way you do it. Tell me about that as an attorney, because it is unusual. I think that really started when I was down in Miami about, um, I don't know if it was four or five years ago about what was a different way of being and getting business in, in front of people. So my first uh, mentor, Dennis, I worked for Dennis. And when I, when I was with Dennis, like day two, he was like, come on, let's go. We're going to a lunch. So I was like, you know, where are we going? And where we went was a business association meeting. And when I went there, I'm thinking, all right, there's probably gonna be lawyers and, you know, all uh, other professionals. And really it wasn't, it was just, you know, it, it was, it was business owners, people with roofing, uh, realtors, you know, different types of industries. And, um, it was that point when I kept going to those events, um, that I saw, you know, a networking thing, uh, happening, but it was, it was at one of those lunches where they put the mic in front of people. I mean, they just passed the mic and I don't know about you. I mean, you know, drop a comment. How many of you love when you go to lunch and they say, uh, we're going to pass the mic and everybody has to go around and say a few words. I'm one of those. I don't, I don't like, I don't like that. I, I mean, I think those are, um, they're not productive to me. They have no, there's, there's no driven purpose unless the purpose of the mic is to make some kind of statement about something. Um, but there's no purpose driven thing. So I'm, I love what's the purpose of being here. What's the purpose of this and that. Um, and that's why I like shifting my marketing strategies to certain things, right, Bill it's purpose. So, um, and then all of a sudden I'm in Jacksonville and I realized I'm like, how do I get this out? How do I get this idea of probate? out there and it was it was a something clicked with speaking and being in front of audiences being in front of classes and teaching something about teaching and the educating and uh that's when it started clicking for me i did my first course on tax deeds um i had to learn all about them you know uh, and what do you do with tax deeds in florida eventually you can quiet the title um if somebody buys it from the tax auction unless they hold it for four years 
but I was teaching all about like, you know, what liens are eliminated? Uh, you know, what is the tax deed? Um, how long do you have to wait if you don't want to do quiet title? What's quiet title? So I think that started picking up, you know, giving back value, giving back information, right? E even like something like this call, giving back tidbits on what somebody can do, whether it's being a lawyer, being an investor, being a realtor, giving back tidbits even to people that don't know what's going on. Then came the probate train, right? Like I said, if I'm going to do this with tax deeds, like it's got to work with probate, right? And 2019 before the pandemic just got up there. I, I mean, it was a it was a classroom of 90. The air conditioner broke down. I think because there was too many people in there. And uh, from there, no, I mean, you brought it just the heat. Brought the heat. I mean, I brought that heat. Uh, from there, it just took off. And so now, fast forward three years later, Bill because i saw that vision and what was working then now i'm traveling to all the rias around florida i'm speaking at the new view conference i'm doing more zooms and more webinars i'm doing the show and there's a there's a knowledge power there's a there's a space of authority when it comes to knowing your craft and being able to help and educate others that go through these sticky situations and it comes back right so it's so you give and it comes back and I saw that with speaking. You know, it really wasn't my intention, um, to be honest, you talk about purpose-driven. I just enjoyed doing this when I started. And, had, and my only criteria was that I had somebody that I enjoyed talking to. And if I enjoyed it and they streamed it, I figured other people who enjoy it will hang out too. I didn't really have that. But the truth is when somebody calls me about a probate now and asks me, I'm hoping for a question that I can give them an answer by sending them a link to my video because now they see me teaching a group of people and I go from just being a real estate agent, giving them an answer to I'm an authority on probate or some level I'm an expert on probate. And it just shifts the whole discussion. They're not they're not interviewing me anymore. Now they're trying to qualify to get my attention because they know I'm a busy guy and I have a lot. So you're, you're right on. Now, another thing about your business that changed recently. And again, I don't know how much you're comfortable talking about. I don't want to cause any problems. But I know when I spoke to you a year and a half ago, you were part of a firm. Mm -hmm. And I know that today you're a sole practitioner. Yeah, it, it says that it, the law firm is your firm by yourself. Yeah. And yeah. while you're probably an independent contractor before, but from a marketing and an image and a process, and you and I spoke about this when we booked this, and I said I wasn't surprised. I could see that it just made sense to me what I knew about you. Tell me about what happened and, that you can share, and what was your thinking about that? Oh, no problem. I was I was killing it when I was at the other firm. Um, any Anybody in this group that is absolutely killing it in their leads in real estate, raise your hand. You're right. How, how many how many people in here are really doing their their own stuff, um, even though you're with a brokerage, right? Well, I don't know. Maybe nobody's going to say it, but I mean, I'm going to say it. I mean, I was I was bringing in leads left and right. So, Bill, last time we talked, 20, 2019, I, I brought in like 30, 35 probates. 2020, I brought in 90 probates uh, oh. to the law firm. And that's oh. not firm probates. I mean, that was like driven probates to that to that firm from all the business, right? Um, in 2021, uh, 20, yeah, 2021, it became 150. So you could see I was bringing in, yeah, over 250 in the last yeah, three Nicolay years. train, man. Yeah, get on the train now, you know, listen to Bill when he tells you like probates the thing now, because we're we're talking about it now, but in 10 years, the, the room's gonna be like 100, 150 people in here about learning probate. But Bill, it was, I was, bringing so many leads in, I could do it on my own. But what was happening was I needed help. Where I needed help was 
on the operating side of things, on the business side of things, on, on checks coming in and, and, and notating it. So on accounting and bookkeeping. So I didn't have that opportunity. So I, I needed that. And then when I made enough, I needed an assistant. So one of, and I, and I could talk about this even now, cause it just shifted again about what's, what's kind of happening. Um, but I needed, I needed an assistant. I can't keep doing certified mail. I can't keep doing, um, uh, all the paper clips and the, and the, and all, all the printing I needed, I needed to do the hard stuff. I needed a pound out probate. So that's when it kind of shifted a little bit in the, in, in the firm is when I finally got an assistant and I needed the assistant for what I needed, not what the firm wanted. And then it became about the split and the money. And, and all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a second, you know, we already have an arrangement. We're not going back to it. I said, this is, this is enough, you know? And I said, I'm done. I had a whole weekend to figure it out. It was very clear in my mind one after the one hour after the conversation, I already knew what my decision was. I, I made up. Yeah. I, I said, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not, I was not at all surprised. I mean, I've, I've met enough attorneys to know, you know, it's one thing if they're bringing big cases, you want to work like in LA, real big entertainer, celebrity cases. And that requires a lot of muscle and marketing and advancing cash and such. But what you're doing, no, it just uh, makes a lot of sense to me. Well, good. Well, congratulations. Thank you. It, it, can you believe it hasn't been a year since I left? I know that. I know it hasn't been a year. That's. I mean, it's wild. I mean, well, watch what just... happened, and I, and I knew it. And I was, I was cheering on, like, yeah, you do it. Yeah. So, okay. So, look, I want this to be interactive. So, if you have a question, number one, put in the chat box. If you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook Live as well, put it in the chat box. I'll pick up on those. I'll be looking for those. If you're on the Zoom call, you can raise your hand. Be ideal. We're at the right spot. A little tougher. Uh, I see you, and you'll be the, the first phone, uh, first question of the day. Um, because I, I see you're in the chat box as well, but feel free to jump in. Let's make a participative. So, Ed, well, yes, you got a great question here. Uh, I think I know the answer, but rather than me, go ahead and unmute yourself and ask her a question. Yes, yeah, so, so how do you get your leads? I mean, I, I, I know him for he described, 2010. I went to a seminar and he was talking about reading books first, which is very important, and then he was talking about contacting attorneys and I sent a lot of bunch of letters and everything and it was never I never successful unfortunately so I just I just give up that business and I know I make a huge mistake but how do you get so many leads? Well hold on you didn't see Al in 2010 probably because I don't think he was doing probate back then you, you you're confusing him with somebody else right so Wait how again? So, I'm sorry can you repeat that question I don't you didn't see you didn't see Al in 2010 you saw somebody else maybe in 2010 talk about Probate. Oh, I thought you. Oh, you. me personally. Yeah, you. Not about probate. I was in probate until 2019, maybe eight, late 18, 19. Yeah, no, what? this this is something I jumped into in 2018, 19. I mean, I was at a Mike Torres event. I would probably has been around for a long time. In fact, I would argue, I would say, thank, thanks, um, uh, Ed. I would say, I'd argue that I don't think probate's gonna be a big thing five years from now. I think it's gonna be normal real estate because it's gonna become so common and so important and central to real estate that we're all gonna to have to learn it along the way. But the question for you, Al, is how do you, I think I know the answer, how do you generate leads? Do you buy the leads and mail to them? Do you cold call or, or, or is your speaking in your market? And of course, attorneys, you do some limitations on solicitation as well, correct? Yeah, so on my end, a lot of the leads that ever come in are from investors that they, they, they have a lead that has to go through probate and they gotta get it, they gotta get it going. Right. So many of the leads that come for me, if, if not all, 
are from people that that know what I do. So, Ed, one of the things that Bill can tell you is that not only do I get these things done in Florida like really quickly, always depends on the county. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, probate takes six months. I just had a phone call today, Bill, where the investor said, oh, um, you know, I don't know if I want to do this if it takes six months. I said, who said it took six months? You know what? And I said, what county? And they're like, they told me where it was. I was like two to four weeks. They're like, come on, what? You know, so if I told you, you know, you could do these things quickly and we wait until closing, every investor is caught on to that in Florida. So that's where for me on that end, it's different on other lawyers. They may have been in the business for 30, 40 years. They have picked up cases from everybody and everybody in the community. Maybe they have organic leads, but the the big the big leads for realtors investors, several things and several things have been hot lately, PPC campaigns and Facebook ads. So a lot of a lot of investors have been shifting their focus over to the PPC campaigns because these companies will find a motivated lead and you may have to pay 400, 500 bucks for that lead but it's somebody that does want to sell, right? Maybe not necessarily probate, but maybe it's you know, a foreclosure or they just want to sell and it's just super distressed. Maybe they have issues, IRS things, whatever it is. But those are hot leads, yeah. So just to clarify, PPC is pay-per-click. So what you're saying is what investors are doing, are you doing, you're not doing PPC for yourself, you're marketing investors and realtors who are bringing you the, the cases, correct? Yeah, so investors and realtors are starting to do more of the pay-per-click Google campaigns. They are. Yeah. But you're getting your leads because they're bringing those cases to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing Facebook ads now. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I'm having ooh. fun with doing the Facebook ad stuff. Oh, so I got my, go. look at, I got my look at that smile. Yeah. Look at like, that. <laughs> you know, it's out there and people can see it. They're commenting, they're liking. Totally different, right? It's, you know, geared more to families and investors all at the same time. But um but it's no different. Like I've talked to investors about them doing PPC campaigns and they just love it. Um, and then you have foreclosuresdaily.com. They have, you know, all these, all these um, lead leads out there, like pre-probate and probate. They'll, you buy data, you buy data either weekly or monthly. They'll give you a whole Excel spreadsheet. Um, but then you got these new, these new guys that roll out with these systems where um, you join their programs and you you find you find a lead and then you hit like go through um uh, systems and, and they and they tell you where to go for it there's so many different ways but foreclosures tax delinquents tax deed about to go to auction um uh it, it could be anything it could be maybe the way that the property's titled in the property appraiser so bill fun fact in florida somebody owns a piece of property and maybe a family member records the death certificate against that property Sometimes the property appraiser will change the name of it from instead of John Smith, they'll do John Smith estate. So sometimes those could be probate leads because maybe they're already in probate or maybe they're not in probate. Mm, yeah, those could be huge. Interesting. Um, yeah. so, so, and then the next question from Matthew Roach is, how do you initiate the first contact with leads? And the answer there is, you're getting them to call you, it sounds like. Yeah, well... On, on the investor side, reach out to them. Just talk to yeah. one of them and find out the whole, find out as much as you can. They're, they're not going to give you the whole story. And sometimes they're going to give you their version of the story until they talk to me. So one thing I learned in 2021, Bill, is there's a difference when a seller talks to the investor and then they get on the phone and talk to me. And then we find out the real story. Yeah. So 
Um, the best thing that you can do is talk to them, have a conversation, say, look, I'm here to always be solution driven, not problem uh, driven. So you want to have a solution, find, find out something going on. If the numbers don't work, that's a whole other story, right? If the, right. If the deal's just not going to work, you, there's nothing you can do, but you got to right. find out and ask. Right. Then where I come in is if they haven't gone through the probate in Florida, that's when you're like, look, I mean, you could do whatever you want. You go wherever you want, but we know people that can wait until the closing to get paid. It's zero money up front. It's zero risk. Well, you how much up front again? I didn't see that. How much up front? Zero, zero. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> zero so you, you don't have to worry about anything um and that's really nice when you don't have to put skin in the game right you know right. it wait until the end and not every attorney will do that and no and, and some will only do it with inheritance advances which is expensive so all those you know credit like any business credit's a big part of a business when you're in retail if you can help a customer by lowering the friction to business with you uh you're really putting yourself on the line that i'm going to work for free basically to get started because uh, I believe in my service enough to do that. That's fantastic. Uh, Rev Deb asks, am I with EXP Realty? Yes, I am with EXP. My YouTube channel is Bill Gross EXP. Um, when says, when should I submit my, who do I submit my offer to, the listing agent or the executor? What form to use, car form or the court purchase agreement? So if I could just jump in as a real estate broker, I can say the listing agent represents the executor or the estate. If it's an executor or administrator or an attorney or not, the listing agent is their representative. So if you find out they're represented, you need to go to the listing agent, at least in California. You can't go around the real estate agent. That would be violating their relationship with their client. In California now, we just changed. We used to have a separate purchase agreement for probate versus the regular. Now we use the same regular form with a purchase agreement addendum for probate. So we use the same form. That just changed as of, I think, January 1st. Um, in Florida, do you guys use separate... Are the purchase agreement forms the same, an addendum, or the purchase forms? How does that work? I mean, you know, different districts and different realtor associations use different forms. So, like, in Florida, in general, they have the Florida bar, uh, uh, far bar contract mm -hmm. for, you know, it's like 13 pages or 20 pages. It's loaded with all the provisions and yep, yep. Uh, stuff like that. A lot of people use. But then you come to NEFAR in the Northeast Florida uh, area, a lot of people use those contracts um uh what is the wild west man it's a whole different story it's a different story because you could be an investor and have a two-page contract i mean uh and, and you know it's just totally as is you don't have all those other clauses in there but yeah. you know people do as they wish but as far as the listing the better practice is in 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 florida you get these situations where somebody lives and resides at that property and let's just say mom lived there dad lived there and then when they died they had four kids ever um, and they're all alive, the better practice in those situations is just get everybody on the listing. Um, you know, ultimately the ultimate thing that everybody's going to have to sign. And if they're not in agreement with it, it's not happening is the contract, right. but for practices of getting things on the MLS and the price that's set, you know, then you don't have to hear it later. Go, wait a second. Why did you, why did you set it at 175? You know, we could have done 215. Right. you know, so it helps best practice, you know, uh, in California, we have California Association of Realtors, and there's a certification done by an attorney, Paul Horn. And Paul, in his training, says, and this is kind of a little controversial, that you should take a, you should be able to take a listing as long as you disclose the listing is not binding, unlike a regular listing. And like Elsa, get all the parties to sign it. That way, everybody's on the same page. You're not hiding anything from, any, from anybody. And so I've done that on occasion. 
and the EXP were allowed to do that, but you have to disclose everything. And then the MLS, same thing, you have to disclose if you don't have a contract, you're kind of putting a bullseye on yourself because an agent could say, oh, no binding contract, I'll talk to the seller since it's not binding, uh, something to think about, but that can be done as well. Um, okay, and again, if you have questions, feel free to put them in the chat box, raise your hand uh, in, the, in the Zoom, you can put your hand up, or if you just wave your hand, I may or may not see you uh, raising your hand, but feel free to do that. If you're watching on the live stream on YouTube or Facebook as well, uh, we watch, we monitor the chat boxes there. Feel free to put um, uh, any questions there. Uh, Ed Neri, again, question number two. Go ahead. Unmute yourself. I have another question. Uh -huh. Okay, so what is the normal process? Let's say that you have a, a client that a mom passed away, dad passed away, and they have a property with no trust, and it's going to probate. So what is... What do you do up to that? What is, what is the normal process? Do you um, contact an attorney or how to, what's the normal process? Normal process is, I mean, and, and you're talking about you to the family, right? Yeah, let, let, let's say that I found a client that uh, their mom and dad passed away and they didn't, they didn't have a trust, so he's gonna go to probate, right? And they need to sell a property. And then what state are you in? Where are you located? California. Okay. So yeah, so there, there's going to be a bill answer and there's going to be the Al Florida answer, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the qualifier right there. Basically, Ed, you know, a couple of things that you're thinking in your mind is they want to sell the property. You have to think from start to finish. Who are the people in place that you got to get them in touch with or find out to make sure that you're not wasting time and they're not they're not scrambling to find out it goes deep in the family, right? title companies. So making sure they're lined up with the right title company so that when eventually something goes to contract, um, that you find out that, hey, this is all, th these are the people that own the property. Uh, mom owned it. These are the requirements. Th there's a mortgage. You're not going to find out there's an IRS lien or anything. So connecting them with the title company eventually is going to be big. You may not do that up front, but have that in your mind about that, right? Then go to the property and see if it's something you even want to list. Maybe you want to buy. I don't know how you work those rules in California, but maybe it's something, maybe it's a, an investment property. So you got to think in your mind, do you need to work with an investor on that kind of deal? Or is it top listing, um, high listing for you? But you're also, some basic questions is who are you talking to? Are you talking to the spouse? Are you talking to children? Are you talking to a cousin? Because if you start going really far beyond that line, you're probably not talking to the right people. Um, but then you're starting to talk to a spouse or children, you're you're more or less in the ballpark. Um, you know, they may not tell you there's a will, they may tell you there's a will. It helps to ask, you know, and say, look, um, th it, this may help uh, alleviate, you know, the process. It may help things go smoother. Did they have a will? Right. Is there is there anything here? Um, you know, how many children are there ever? Is this the, is this a spouse? OK, maybe he maybe he had no spouse when he died. Just confirm that he didn't remarry. Those little things actually can help a lot because I just had a call bill just now where the investor thought that and, and this is what happens. They talk to you and then they talk to me. They thought that when dad died, they had two kids or three kids. And they said, oh, okay, so they're going to get it divided up amongst them. And he, the son actually owned the other half. Then I talked to the son and, and I said, um, was he married? 
And then that's when it became like a scramble. I don't know. Was he married? Was he, you know, they're scrambling through the papers. Was he married? He's married. He was married when he died. And, and, and it was like, why did we know that beforehand? And it's because obviously she doesn't want to sign anything. She wants no participation in this and they have an issue with her. So, you know, those kinds of things had you asked up front, Ed, you know, are you married? You know, was, was he married would help not waste your time. That's a big thing I'll talk about. Make sure I don't forget, Bill, about probate's wonderful. But the 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 other thing I've seen lately is some of the sellers that they just they can if they start dragging you through and and dragging your time away, it it takes you away from your other projects you right. can make money on. Right, right, definitely, definitely. Okay, good. Thank Ed. Thanks. Great question. Do you wait until you have the letters of testimony? to be able to sell, or you can start the process prior to that. So go for it. We just covered that, that, that you can't legally make a binding contract without the letters, right? Any contract is subject to change. So you can't close escrow in California. You can't get title insurance without the letters and a couple other things probably along the way, right? In California, you have to either have court approval or uh, a notice of, um, uh, proposed action approved by the uh, filed for the title company, not legally, but the title company wants your title without it. So you're going to need to get the letters uh, before you can probably open escrow that will be binding. In Florida, Ed, technically you can go under contract for homestead property with those four heirs, mom dies, four kids ever. Technically they can go under contract before the probate's even begun. And in Florida, they have faster procedures for doing the probate. So sometimes there's a way to get that probate through. There's no letters of administration. See, this is why connecting with the professionals in the state that you're that you're focused in is important because each state's got different rules. Like Bill, he'll tell you all about the letters. I, I we we don't have to do letters. We don't. Have, I'm I'm out. You know, let's let's like let's do something really fast, right? Yeah. So you have to you have to. Connect We're still putting masks people. on and going to court, proving our vaccinations. You guys have already sold the pro the property and put it in the bank a whole different world i know but here i think they call letters of testimony something like that, something like that right yeah that's that's the the really the document that give you power to 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 sell correct the formal, the formal authority correct uh -huh. yeah before and then there, and there's two parts in california again and l it varies by county here in la in southern california or california there's there's uh counties where you go to court you, you have a hearing for probate authority. Uh, nowadays, they might approve it you know, uh, ahead of time. And the, the court, some courts where the clerk prepares the formal order, the judge signs it right then and there. You walk out the door with your letters. In okay. LA, you have to submit the form. The judge will not look at it at, on the spot, usually a couple of days later. They nitpick it, it gets rejected back two or three times, very commonly. Uh, each time, about another week in between. So it might take you 30, 60 days to get the letters, the official certified copy that some people need. Now, even though you can go online and check and see the court issued the letters and there's a, all, all that, um, you know, we're still stuck with some rules from the 1960s that they, the banks and such want formal hard copies with certified copies on it. It's crazy. That is really crazy. I mean, different rules in different counties. I mean, and, and, and same here. I mean, there's, there's some orders you can send uh, via email and you'll get them back same day. And then there's some counties that if you want to get that thing closed next week, 
I need a closing date. Right. You know, I, I need right. to know uh, what's going on. So, right. um, yeah, everything's different. I have a probate we bought with an LLC and my client let his uh, LLC expire. So we're trying to get reenacted. So the state has a whole process for reactivating. You can go in person, get an appointment. Uh, if you have an escrow, you need to prove that you have an escrow open on that. Like that's how common that is. Yeah. Um, we had a couple of questions that asked about when using Facebook, do you target certain audiences? And then also some questions regarding, um, you know, do you, do you reach out via phone calls? Like I can, I can answer for Al, no, he doesn't. Do you do postcards? He was suggesting that investors might want to do that. He's an attorney, not the investor. Um, you mentioned, um, so the question then I guess is Facebook ads. Can you share a little bit about your process? Are you targeting ads or certain keywords or certain processes you're using to generate a business for you? Again, remember he's an attorney looking for probate cases, not a real estate agent or investor looking for houses. Yeah, I mean, one of the big things I did was just outsource, right? So get with people that actually nice. focus in that niche, you nice. know, um, and and they're really going to they're just general uh, media stuff out there. There's nothing specific, no no specific targeting. It's just general, and um, it's just you know it's going all over the state of Florida. Just all of a sudden, you'll just be on your phone, and you know, if Bill, you fly into Jacksonville, you fly into Miami, all of a sudden you're looking on your Facebook, <laughs> you'll you'll see it, you know, you'll see it. Um, yeah. get, but get with pros, get with professionals that know how to, uh, target the demographics. Um, and it's amazing because you don't know anything for three months. And I saw stats lately about like where certain, the certain age, um, that was actually looking at it more than, um, others. It was wild. I mean, a lot of the younger generation isn't on Facebook, right? Yeah. They're all in Instagram or TikTok or something, something even newer. Um, okay, and then so you know, Matthew's asking about uh, phone calls and emails, and I would say, I mean, and uh, uh, postcards, I would say that's not Al's business. He's suggesting investors do that. I do know I was on the um, alltheleads.com. Uh, Bruce Hill's a coach there, and he was doing a training this week on marketing for probates, and he talked about postcards and letters and campaigns and phone call scripts. You might want to look into that, Matthew. If you, I don't know if you have my email or something. Send me a text. I'll be glad to pass on that info as well. Okay, again, want to be participative, feel free to jump in if you have any questions, if you have any uh, things you'd like to say. This is, a, this is an opportunity to talk to not just a pro in the, in the probate space, but a professional in marketing and running a business. Al, I know you're in Florida. Are you licensed in other states and or what do you know about other states as, as other than California? Uh, what do you know about other states in relation to Florida? How are they different? Yeah, so I'm only in Florida. I'm only licensed here. Um, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, every everybody's coming here apparently, so I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of business to come. Uh, but yeah, I know I know other lawyers in other states. I don't know every state. Um, I mean, I just had to give a, a referral for South Carolina. So if you're in South Carolina, or you are you do anything over there, uh, just drop a comment, and I'll make sure when Bill when Bill's uh, when he's talking, I'll drop the uh, the contact in there. Or uh, Arizona, um, I got somebody good over there that a lot of people use, a lot of investors use. Um, Texas, I only know one guy that's a big guy with the title world, Alan Cheshker. He's over in Texas and. Uh, North Carolina, there's some investors, but the uh, two states that are kind of interesting with probate that I've learned a little bit about, but I, I don't have to know everything, right? I just need to know uh, a little bit. North Carolina and Texas. In North Carolina, apparently, if you get all of the heirs to sign an affidavit, 
that that they're the true heirs. Apparently, that avoids probate. They don't need to do probate. It's just what they call an affidavit of heirship. You know, they don't have that in Florida. Um, you know, Bill Bill could call me and say, Al, I mean, come on, I got all seven of them. They've all signed. Let's just file it. They don't have that kind of thing in Florida. Um, so that's something really unique about Texas. So if you focus in the Texas market, you know, maybe that's something for you. North Carolina, apparently, if it's been if it's been more than two years from date of death, you you also can do that affidavit of airship thing. So that's kind of interesting too. You know, a lot of people could go focus in that niche and say, well, North Carolina's growing and blowing up. So maybe that's where we go in the probate niche. But Florida, that's why it's been been huge, huge for me. Cause it just hap happens here. But um, just thinking out loud, maybe somebody in Georgia, I know a Georgia probate attorney, uh, somebody over there, but it's you're hard pressed to find not only probate attorneys in other States bill, but responsive ones and good ones. That's just hard. Yes. Very hard. I will say in two weeks, I have a great attorney from Arizona, um, uh, Riley Stana, uh, for the friend of a friend does a great job. He's also in California. That's how, how I came across to know him but he's in Arizona. And I will say to you that if you're a real estate agent or investor in another state and you have a great probate attorney that you'd like to share, I'm looking to interview attorneys in other states. We've opened up our team uh, in Georgia and we're looking to build into Florida and New York as well, and most immediately. Uh, if you're interested in being a uh, part of our team as a real estate agent on the XP team, uh, probate team, let me know. I'd be more glad to talk to you about that as well. Um, okay, and Marissa asked about the marketing ideas and pieces. So, um, there's two things I would recommend. One is alltheleads.com, alltheleads.com. And Bruce Hill did a class literally yesterday and today uh, on marketing. He talked about letters and phone calls and scripts. He does a good job on the scripts. My coach, my first coach in probate, and I think the best from what I've seen, and I believe I've taken all of them, uh, is uh, Chad Corbett at Probate Mastery. And Chad has built a huge business in probate and is an investor. He was a real estate agent, and then he went from there to build into a business uh, based on um, uh, coaching and training and data and such. And I'll put in the chat box, I, this is an affiliate link for me in that if you sign up, it does provide some, some you know, compensation for me to give out free classes to people and things like that. So I'd appreciate the support if it's something that you're thinking of doing, check on that link. I will say that I'm part of that program in that I'm, I'm, I host his weekly calls from time to time. I'll be doing more of that, I think, in the future. And also, um, um, really, I, I think of him as my coach. I mean, I really think of him as the person who really launched me in his business and has done real well. So I'd appreciate any support there as well. And he had on last night, I'm sorry, he was a guest last night on the Al Nicoletti show on YouTube, not to be missed on uh, Wednesday nights at 5 p.m. our time live, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Al, what's going on at night? Uh, Al Nicoletti, I would think you have all kinds of fun stuff going on. And here you are last night, uh, 8 o'clock at night, talking probate. Well, first of all, every RIA, uh, meeting happens on Thursday nights uh, and then nobody's doing anything Friday because they're all out with family and getting dinner and you know getting the steakhouses right. and then Mondays I think everybody's dealing with kids from the first day of school back for the week Tuesdays um, I could do Tuesdays but Wednesdays um, you know it's you get, you get through the week nighttime the phone's not blowing up nobody's saying you know you know I get so many calls I, I must get at least 10 to 15 calls a day uh, on various things, sometimes more. So, you know, at, at night, you know, it's quiet, you can get through everything. Um, and it's fun, right? Yeah, I have, I have a blast. And Chad was great. So anybody yeah. uh, that that knows or has heard of Chad, 
Go check it out. He was on my show last night. It's on yeah. my YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. He went through all probate marketing. It was amazing. He goes into detail. He's, he'll go into detail on uh, Facebook ads. And he knows what's worked and what hasn't. He's worked with numerous um, uh, agents and investors who make half a million dollars and up. And he can give those details. And he says, quite frankly, it varies from market to market where you are. Certain things will not work in Los Angeles that will work in some of the smaller markets. So you have to be uh, aware of where you are. Uh, Jimmy Valiente asked a question. Jimmy, if you can unmute yourself, because um, I have a question. Yes, he asked this And I get this question uh, or a format like this. I'm sure you do too, Al, almost daily. I sold a property to a husband and wife more than 15 years ago. Several years later, the wife quit claim from the property. And a few years later, the husband passed away. The wife and the children still live in the property and continue paying the mortgage. The wife is asking what to do uh, is this now a probate? So I, I think that there's enough information there that you have a good problem, but we don't have, from where I sit, not enough information to really know the answer. How did the quick claim deed leave the property in the ex-husband's name? Did it have him been sold separate? Because I had a case where the wife quick claimed off, but the husband, they were still married. And so technically she quick claimed off, but who inherits the husband? In, in California life, the wife is going to, even, and technically they were still married. They initiated paperwork for a marriage, but never for divorce, never finalized. So technically mm -hmm. they're still married. So even though he gave her cash, and the kids are pissed because the kids are saying, hey, he meant to get rid of you for whatever the cash was and the property is ours. And she's saying, ah, he was my wife, uh, my husband, so sorry. So Al, what are your thoughts? You must get these kind of questions. I think this is another category, but it depends who you're talking to and you got to get more information. No, I've actually, um, and I wanted to take that down as a, a frequently asked question for the Bill Grow Show, right? Um, <laughs> the, the, right on my on my hot topic Q and A. You know, in Florida, you can't con if you're husband and wife, you can't convey without the husband and wife. So mm -hmm. the title insurance would probably look at that deed as not being a valid transfer and go straight back to husband and wife. But here's the big picture husband dies and they were on that deed as husband and wife in Florida, he dies first. She just records the death certificate. And then now she's a hundred percent owner. So, you know, maybe that, that cures the issue. Right. But here, here's where it gets sticky is that when he's the only one on the deed and they're married and she does a quit claim to somebody else, that's when it's going to get sticky because she's not even on title. So whoever owns that property and then they convey it to Bill Gross, Bill's going to go to title insurance. Title insurance is going to say, hey, Bill, uh, I, I know you got this as a sweet deal, but hey, this lady never really even owned the property. Yeah, she may have been the spouse. Oh, by the way, there's kids. So you didn't get their signatures either. You know, Homestead, Florida, we'll talk about that. But you didn't get them either. Now you got to go back and do a probate. And hopefully when you do the probate, you get deeds now again. You got to get them to deed out to you. So it varies from situation to situation about who's on the title together. Um, but in the question uh, Jimmy asked, you know, ultimately, big picture, end of the day, maybe a death certificate will cure it on title later. Um, but just varies from title insurance company. Now, it's interesting because, you know, all this time, you've never said anything like, you know, you're not giving legal advice. You're not representing people on the phone call. Any California attorney would spend two minutes giving me disclosures before they talk. Uh, and it's because California is so litigious. And what, one of the things I would say that also is in California, 
the ex-wife or the kids may have no rights at all. That doesn't mean they're not going to get an attorney and they're going to file a lawsuit. does not mean they won't file a lawsuit. It doesn't mean it won't cost you tens of thousands of dollars to solve the problem. You might win at the end and they'll settle along the way is, is commonly what happens. So it's challenging. And, and I think in California, that's why we're different, whatever that means to you. But um, you know, you know, Bill, Bill, here's the disclaimer. It's all up to title insurance. Yep. So if title insurance says that this is a no-go, then it's a no-go. Exactly. You know, I mean, good. it's it's not even up to us in our world. That's where a lot of probate attorneys see. That's where a lot of realtors don't see it from from our end is there's probate attorneys and then there's a title insurance world. And some attorneys just don't see what we have to do. I see from start to finish what we got to do. And if they say no, it's no. If they say yes, it's yes. There's, I mean, you could, we could argue all that. You could go to three different underwriters and they all, you can go to Alliant or Republic and uh, Chicago and they all said the same thing. What are you going to do? Right. Uh, you can be right, but you're not going to get insured. <laughs> I get that with attorneys all the time that, especially ones that don't specialize in probate, they'll say, well, I happen to know blah, blah, blah. And I say, well, you might be right. But if a tell company won't insure, the, the common case is not needing a notice of proposed uh, action, right? You have full authority and you want to just sell the property and, and the executor is the only son, the only heir. There's nobody challenging. There's no objections. And the attorneys say, well, easy peasy. We'll sell the property and, and, and uh, he has the authority to do that. Not so fast because the tell company wants a notice of proposed action to make sure there's nobody lurking out there who happens to be, who claims they're a son or claims they're an ex-wife. And they want they want that at least that coverage. And if they require it, like you say, there's no there's no right or wrong. It's just what will work, and that won't work without the 15 day notice. Yeah, and that's the benefit of going to a different underwriter for different transactions. You may, yes. you know, Bill may go to Old Republic on one deal, and they may say we feel a little iffy about that deed, the way it was executed. And right. Then you bring it to Alliant, and they're like, we don't yep. see anything wrong. And that's yep. that's the difference between Geico and State Farm insuring, yep. insuring you're on a policy. They yep. saw you in one accident. They don't want to insure you. You go to State Farm. Now they want to insure you. It's, it's all the same thing. Insurance is risk and money. So there's a whole yep. other game to it. And I've had underwriters call me and ask me about the person. Have I met with them? Who is the attorney? Or how do I know the attorney? Because if they're gonna, they might take a risk in some cases that they won't in other cases, and uh, they'll they'll you know they'll make that little bit discretionary uh, in some cases. Um, Augustine says, "I'm a realtor. It's been inactive for several years. I'm an older agent, 64. Augustine, you're one year older than me, so, and I'm old. <laughs> and you have partnered with other realtors in the probate niche. Glad to have you on this call. Check out our Facebook group, Probate Experts. Reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you about how we can help you. And I, I you know, my job is." To help everybody here make more income and build more wealth and probate is the tool i've used to do that so if you're interested whether it be just some advice come on our program come to my youtube channel or you want to talk about being on my probate team i do I have room for people in different counties i'd love to talk to you about that thank you Bill. okay thank you so um al you work with i'm sure great realtors in fact you introduced me to one and lousy realtors uh what's the common trade amongst the best and what's the common trade among the not best responsiveness, communication, um, willingness to learn, willingness to mold. So, you know, the, the, that one contact for you, Bill, I mean, you know, when you find one that they get back to you, they email you, um, you don't have to be on top of them for little things. They understand what lingo is with CMAs and uh, maybe, maybe understanding with probate that like, look, we don't have to know everything about it. Um, and they're not constantly following up with you. They got other 
they got to have their leads. Those are really good ones, right? Communication, understanding, um, and, and, and that have a sense of cool, you know, temperament when it comes to things that get emotional. Um, and then I would say on the, on the flip side, I think it's just, I think our, our, our profession and that, and I mean, our profession, meaning real estate is just so high paced, fast. Uh, sometimes every, you know, impatience, people want this, where's that, where's this, where's that title, this, that, and a lot of people can just, you know, get crazed out by it. And I, and I've seen that lately. I had one person call me the other day that had just sent a probate over and they called three times in the span of one day asking for what's the update. And I, and on the third call, I thought, all right, this is what we're doing. All right. You know? I haven't even drafted the thing yet. And now I'm going to draft it. Then we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And, and there's nothing I can do. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I must have over 75 or 50 probates in the, in the law firm already right now. I mean, I got, we got stuff we're working on. So just understanding what's going on. I mean, look, you either can learn from others and what others are doing and, and what others will explain their experiences on, or you just, it just won't happen. It's everybody's got a style. You can't change people and who they are, but you know, if they fit in their role, it's great. I find it fascinating that you didn't really mention deep knowledge of probate. No, cause you don't have to know. I don't think you have to know that. Isn't that interesting? Just for all of you to pay attention here, right? The things he mentioned, I, I just think it's fascinating that it's just a basic fundamental show up on time, be prepared, ask questions. If you don't know, don't pretend you know what you don't know. Uh, be humble. Uh, that's 90% of it. And um, uh, fascinating. Okay, we're coming up on the end here. So um, I don't have the Al Nicoletti uh, giveaway uh, 10 autographed copies like you have. All I have is other ways to participate. Anybody have any last minute questions? I don't see anything in the chat box. I think we cleared it all up. You guys are welcome to put comments in. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, put questions there and I'm in communication with Al and we'll get questions answered afterwards or if I can help in any way. Um, we do this every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific. We do it at 7 p.m. Eastern time just for Al Nicoletti because he likes the after hours. Uh, really appreciate him being on the call. Uh, in the chat box, we put the uh, link to the Probate Mastery. Love to have you participate in that. We have Probate Experts as the Facebook group. Love to have you there. I'm on social media at Bill Gross EXP. Al Nicoletti, um, to reach him, you would go to your website is alnicoletti.com, right? And I'll put that in the chat box as well. How Anything else that? that you want to promote? Any of the programs or... The Al oh, Nicoletti yeah. Show. Yeah, Al Nicoletti Show. But here, here's here's what you do. So everybody's in front of their computer, their phone. Get on your Instagram account and go type in the search bar on Instagram at Attorney Nicoletti. Go in there and hit follow. I drop videos, content, things daily, weekly. Uh, I mean, there's just so many things that we're dropping. I, I push stories out there. Find me on the Facebook, on Instagram at attorney Nicoletti on Facebook under Al Nicoletti. Um, and then uh, you can check out the Al Nicoletti show. It's on iTunes and Spotify. I have guests. I mean, I, I think I have over 50 episodes. It's blowing up now, um, but I go live on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. We're, we're actually experimenting with 9 p.m. Um, Bill's wow. probably thinking that's, a, that, I don't know. I think there's something about more eyeballs at 9 p.m. I'm still, still experimenting that. Prime time for television. YouTube's replacing television. It makes sense to me that you'll get passive people. Now, whether you'll get, to your audiences, whether you get active agents or not, I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I can see everybody's following too. So good job. There we go. That's that's called calls to action, right? Follow on Instagram. I get the notifications. Uh, but you know, subscribe, subscribe to the uh uh iTunes and Spotify. And um, you know, I'm I'm all I'm out there all the time. You catch me on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, hit the hit the bell. Um, I just drop content. I'm I'm rolling out a whole new uh thing. I mean, wait till you see it, Bill. Well, I, I can't understand what you've done already. It's been so good. It's too much good stuff to begin with. Uh, but going forward, look forward to working with you. Al Nicolay, the preeminent probate attorney in Florida, as well as a source of education and knowledge on all things probate. Feel free to support him. If I can help, I'm Bill Gross, EXP. Thank you all for being on the call. We do this every week, Thursday, 4 p.m. again. Hey, it's Bill Gross. I hope you like this video. If you want to join us live every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern, register at probateweekly.com, www.probateweekly.com. And if you like this content, hit the like button and subscribe and hit notifications, and you get notified as soon as we upload every time. Thanks.